LGBT activists hate Christianity, and want to destroy it. Written by Selwyn Duke. Wednesday, September, 11, 2019. If ever there were a case of projection, it's when our sexual devolutionaries aka LGBT activists accuse Christians of being hateful, then turn around and hatefully persecute Christians. In fact, warns American thinkers Fletch Daniels, Christianity's destruction is their unstated goal. Daniels opens his piece with the story of New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees, who was attacked last week for appearing in a Focus on the Family video encouraging children to carry Bibles to school. It didn't matter that Brees had previously appeared in anti-bullying ads in support of the sexual devolutionaries, that FOTF embraces the Christianity spread, truth-based conception of marriage and sexuality meant that, in their eyes, Brees was no longer the bee's knees. Thus did the sexual devolutionaries sack Breeze, and thus did Breeze, concerned about making his next $10 million, like so many wealthy people, give up the ball, saying he didn't actually support the organization he did a video for. While Breeze didn't do anything even remotely anti-LGBT, as Daniels puts it, his sin was making common cause with a group the sexual devolutionaries hate and promoting a book they hate just as much. Moreover, this reflects a very dark and deeper reality, as Daniels warns. For too long, many Americans have misunderstood the goals of the LGBT community, particularly its activist leaders. The majority of Americans thought this movement was about winning acceptance and tolerance of gay Americans, something few people found objectionable. But that was never the goal. It was only an intermediary step. The goal was always about forcing Americans to celebrate and bow before the full and ever-expanding LGBT agenda while detaching America from its Judeo-Christian heritage and moral framework. The destruction of Christianity in society is the goal. Note that liberals are always the aggressors on this issue. While many Christians do not want to be forced to celebrate what they believe to be sin, they are not attacking or discriminating against members of that community. Most Christians rarely think about this issue at all. But they also don't want to be forced to violate their own deeply held religious beliefs, which is where they become vulnerable for attack. Since they don't celebrate the LGBT agenda, they are the enemy. This is why Christian businessmen, from bakers to florists to wedding planners, have been persecuted in recent years for refusing to service events, faux, same-sex, weddings. The irony is that these Christians weren't trying to shut down these faux weddings, in typical conservative style, they simply didn't want to participate in something they found objectionable. Yet the leftist attitude is far different, someone somewhere disagrees with me. He must be destroyed. Yet let's be clear about what's really going on. I know of a man who'll now admit that when he was a young secular hedonist dismissive of religion, he didn't know Protestantism from Catholicism from Zoroastrianism doctrinally speaking. He had a sky-high libido and sex was very important to him, however, and he did know this, if the religious nut jobs, as he put it, got their way, girls wouldn't be as generous with their bodies. Just as threatening a greedy man's money or a power-hungry politician's office can evoke his wrath, the sexual devolutionaries will seek to destroy anyone or anything that imperils their passions. Christianity does just that, too, with its model for human sexuality. Sex is a powerful force, and this really is a situation in which the sexual devolutionaries say, on some level, this universe isn't big enough for the two of us. Delving a bit deeper, when people have an affinity for a given sin, or as some today say, preference, they don't generally exclaim, hey, I'm evil and love it. Rather, they seek rationalizations, and don't want anyone shattering that bubble of self-delusion. 
Of course, Christianity does that spectacularly, calling sin sin, telling these people they're wrong in the true, absolute, unchanging sense, and that we'll all be judged for our actions. If Christianity is right, they're wrong, so Christianity can't be right. To them, the good news is bad news, and must become yesterday's news. This helps explain legislation Daniels warns about, the misnamed Equality Act, which will certainly become law if the Democrats retake the Senate and presidency. Under it, explicitly, Christian institutions will be forced to service acts they find sinful or be driven out of business, writes Daniels, as he says it offers no religious exemption. Imagine Christian teachers being forced to teach and accept dozens of gender identifications in their classrooms within a Christian school. Daniels writes, providing an example. When and if this act goes into effect, an army of lawyers will immediately go into action to attack Bible-believing Christians, and stamp out faithful dissent. After all, it has long been known that perhaps the best way to destroy faith is to force people to behave wholly contrary to it. Once accomplished, a person's religion becomes a hollowed-out shell, devoid of substance and the capacity to enrich life and, having been rendered meaningless, may be discarded. Interestingly, the reason why Christians and conservatives are now experiencing intense intolerance isn't because of any distant Christian history of intolerance, but because of a recent history of tolerance. Tolerance of right and wrong, truth and error, virtue and evil, Christ and chaos, as then Monsignor Fulton J. Sheen wrote in 1931. Our country is not nearly so overrun with the bigoted as it is overrun with the broad-minded, or that was the case, at least, until modern leftists came along. I examined this in the 2013 essay, The Acceptance Con, which may be the most important work I've ever written. Its main point is that tolerance leads to acceptance, then barring robust pushback to effective marketing, and then to the subordination of market competitors, whether what's tolerated is good or evil. And so it has come to pass that oh so tolerant, lukewarm Christians allowed the sexual devolutionary beast to escape the closet, and now find Christianity being shoved in there itself. Subscribe to The New American and listen to more by clicking podcast on the top right corner of our homepage. Also, please consider donating to help us push out more content for you, our listeners.